Bruchim Aboyim B'Shem Hashem Berachnuchim Beis Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night share of Baruch Hashem Tzat Nishmaya. Tonight, today is Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> Tuesday morning actually. Uh, tomorrow is Tainus Esther, and then we will have Mitzvah Hashem. Wednesday night will be Purim, Habalenu Leteva, and yes, it's Purim. It would be awfully difficult to give the shear because we will be Hashem, Hashem celebrating Purim. We will have readings of the Megillah in our home. Um, we have people that are available and ready to go if you need in your home. If you have a group or something that you want to make a Megillah reading, you're welcome to notify us. Um, the Brooklyn area, in Manhattan perhaps even. If there's a Kimpatarn, if someone just gave birth and you need a Megillah reader, feel free to let us know. We will try to dispatch somebody to you as well. <coughs> but Taina Sester is not exactly conducive for a shear. Since tomorrow, as I said, we have here in the house numerous Megillah readings, be at least three Megillah readings that could be simultaneously even. Um, we start Mary at 6.20, and then thereafter we will be at Hashem, have Megillah readings going on throughout whatever it takes in the night. And there'll be some food too. <laughs> Just haven't decided what yet. So you definitely know it's fresh, because we haven't decided what we're even making. Um, this shir, of course, is Lina Nishma, Aaron Baruch, Halevi, Ben Yehuda, and, <coughs> sorry, Emilia Basara. This Shabbos is Pash Kisisa. It is a non-Shabbos, as we call it. As we said, we explained, this Pash Shabbos is Pash Zacher. This Shabbos will not be Pash Parah, because Pash Parah is not following Pash Zacher. Pash Parah is the Shabbos connected with Shabbos HaChidosh. It's always the Shabbos before HaChidosh, not the Shabbos after Zacher. And therefore, I know it gets a little bit confusing... But it's pretty simple, really, relatively. And therefore, Pasha Zocher <coughs> is the Shabbos before Purim. And unless Achedish would be the next Shabbos, which would make it Shabbos of Archim Nissen, um, with a Achedish of a Friday or something like that, then, which it's not, therefore, Pura is the Shabbos after. So this Shabbos will be a non-Shabbos. It'll only be reading Pasha Kisisa, only one Sefer Teda. It's still not a shul. Um, I mean, you know, it's not really much of a come-on item to only have one Sefer Teda. When we had two last week and two the week after, and there's two the weeks before, and, uh, you know, I mean, come on. And then you comes Pesach, and then Pesach is always going to be two, two Sefer Teda. So, I mean, you know, you're going to turn around and say, well, only one Sefer Teda, do I, is it worth it go to shul? Chas Hashem. Of course, it's worth going to shul, and we should. You should encourage to go to shul. Always going to shul is a very nice thing. Um, we'd like to discuss, though, besides the parsha, we'd like to also discuss the mitzvah of Purim. Mitzvahs leading up to Purim. The fast tomorrow. And the mitzvahs that are needed to be done. Tomorrow's fast is known as Tainus Esther, which we will discuss in Mitzvah Hashem, how it got its name and what it's all about. Tainus Esther is not a night and day fast, not a 24-hour fast. It is a fast that starts from the morning, from Alisa Shachar. Going to the Altarebbe 45 minutes before Alisa Shachar. One should no longer eat. If you plan on eating something tomorrow morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, for example, and you want to go to sleep tonight first, and you want to get up at a quarter to four to wash Negevassa, and then prepare yourself something to eat, or have your coffee, you need to make a, tonight, you need to make a condition prior to going to sleep, saying that I'm going to wake up in the morning early and have this uh, repast of whatever it might be that you're going to plan on eating or drinking, 
and that way you can. If you do not make that tonight, and you wake up early morning and it's still before this month, you should not eat. It is not the right way to go. If it's done with it tonight, though, you may eat or drink whatever you'd like before the fast, before this month of the fast. Um, everyone has to check your own zmanim. You have to check when Alisa Shachar is in your area, and then go back about 45 minutes according to Dal Tereb, as we said before. And it's only according to Dal Tereb, so if you are not doing basically anything else according to Dal Tereb, and you'd like to just go according to the regular books, then obviously you will find it convenient to just go according to Alisa Shachar in your local area. If you do not know how to find that, go on to, you can go on to Chabad.org and look up your zmanim over there. Or you can go on to Maizmanim and look on over there. No, that's not do with me. It's called Maizmanim. M-Y-Z-M-A-N-I-M. Um, that's not an advertisement. I was asked to advertise actually on here that if anybody wants to ever donate towards this year, wants to make a dedication, you can do so via PayPal to ryhecht at gmail.com ryhecht at gmail.com you can send via paypal any donations you'd like to to sponsor this year or to further the technology of this year um, or give a dedication the tainus starts as we said in the morning slichus is recited tomorrow morning now um, the interesting questions we come up because people are not well versed in how these things work and they're actually sometimes very confusing um, uh, yeah sorry <coughs> so Tomorrow, <coughs> tomorrow in 770, if you're going to Dhamma, for example, in 770 tomorrow morning, there is a bris in the shul. There's going to be a bris in shul. And therefore, Tachnu will not be recited. Ordinarily, ordinarily, when Tachnu is recited, we recite, recite Tachnu, and we, after Nefila Sapayim, we turn to the back of the sitter. And we go to the Slichas of that particular day. Tomorrow being Slichas Tainus Esther. <coughs> we would then start from Kave Kivinu El Hashem. And then we go back to Karachim of Abanim. However, since we're not going to say Tachnu tomorrow in 770, Slichus will start from Keder Chapayim, from Keder Chapayim, correct? And after saying the Shneshes in Midrash, and Slachl Kol Karecha, then we will say Kave Kivinu, then we'll go back to Karachim of Abanim. And then we'll continue Slichus. Now, generally, when we say Slichus in the middle of davening, and we said already uh, the Tachanun beforehand, you would finish the Slichas that is prescribed for that day, and you would go back to Kel Machiyashev, of course, and then you would turn to Zecherach Mecha of Slichas Dasheni, which you would continue to the end of Slichas, including in there after Shmachleinus the Hashamda, which we would not say if we had said it already prior to da, prior to Slichas in the davening. However, since tomorrow we're not going to say that, we would say the Hashamnu. We would finish until Hashdavagolus Mankariv, and then go to Vanach Leneda. We do not recite the long Avina Malkeinu when we do not say Tachnon. <coughs> Therefore. We would not be saying, since we're not going to be saying Tachnun in 770. This is providing the davening in 770 tomorrow morning, not tomorrow afternoon. 
don't know what time the bris is going to be, but that's tomorrow morning. Um, <coughs> in the Siddur, in the Tils Hashem, by Shachas Lechel, the Shachas of the weekday, we say Asher Evolatziyin. Asher Vamlatzeach and Evolatziyin. After Tachman every day. Now, after the Ashe, before Lam Natseach, they bring down what the customs are as far as Tachnun is concerned, when do we or do we not say, when it is omitted. And, of course, Purim, we do not say Tachnun. And then the Siddur, the Baal Machabe writes, Vegam also, Bemincha Erev Rishchedish, Mincha on Erev Rishchedish, Verev Chanukah, Verev Purim Godel Vekatan. In other words, tomorrow afternoon to Mincha, we do not say Tachnun, therefore, obviously, we do not say Vino Makenu. We do, however, read from the Sefer Vayichal Moshe, which is again in Pashat Kisisa, in today's Parsha as well. We read Vayichal Moshe, three alias are read. In the morning, it's three regular alias. In the Mincha time, excuse me, the Mincha prayer, we read three alias. However, the first two are Kayin and Levi, and the third one is a Maftir, and therefore Haftir is recited If a person is a Chiyuv, a person that is in the year of a parent, and they have a custom to get an Aliyah every Kriya Satera, which is a letter that's from the Rebbe about that. And they get in the morning. You may, according to halacha, you may not recite the bracha birchas on the same aliyah twice in the same day. You would also not be allowed to, in this case, if you are a yisrael and you got shlishi in the morning on this say on a sefer given sefer you may not get maftir on that sefer in the afternoon by Mincha. Because in essence you are saying a bracha on the same aliyah. I it's shachas and Mincha, according to the Allah, you don't do it. It's not done. And therefore please see to it if you are a chiv and you are getting an aliyah and you are listening to the shir today, uh, which is why I'm trying to do it today so we get these halachas in. Please see to it that you do not use the same sefer for shachas and for Mincha. Um, just a little <laughs> interjection I'd like to give a shout out and bracha of Mazel Tov to my dear nephew Yisrael Halevi Ben Zayishiyichia Ben Aram Baruch Olavashalom um, who became a chassan on Sunday evening Binyan Adiyad became a chassan to the daughter of Rabbi, to Rabbi Malkiel Cutler of the BMG. May their life be a beautiful one, an auspicious one, a bina deyad. Returning to the halachas, before, prior, mincha, prior to Mincha tomorrow, on Tainus Esther, one should give Machzis HaShekel. The custom is to give Machzah Shekel for each and every family member. If the father decides the first time it, when he gives as a married man for himself or for his wife, then he has to continue doing so. If each child he decides to give for each and every child, then he continues doing so until they are over by mitzvah or bas mitzvah. Then it becomes their own obligation and then they give for themselves. Matzah Shekel is given before Mincha. There are usually Gaboy Tzedakah, people that are collecting Tzedakah, that have three half-dollar coins, which is a Matzah. There are silver half-dollars. They need to be pure silver, as pure as they can be in a coin form. The way that it's done is you give the person 
the dollar fifty or whatever it might be value wise, or you feel value wise. He then gives you the he puts down on the plate the three coins. You lift up one coin at a time. Now you're holding all three in your hand. You lift it up and you'll put it back down again. You do that three times as a chazaka. There are those that do that for each and every member of their family that they're doing it for. They do it separately three times. Um, I can't tell you. I don't know if that's necessary to do it that way per se. Um, it has Yeshraglayim Ledavar, as it says, it has it for a basis, probably in the mere fact that you're giving for that person, so therefore you're being kind of for that person. Does that person need to appoint you as a shliach? Another person does not need to appoint you as a shliach. You can do it, sorry, automatically for that person. The that is the mitzvah of Shlach Manas. Towards evening, Shkia time, one may already give Matanas Levyenim, money to a poor person. Matanas Levyenim, is going to discuss later, is not like Mishlach Manas. Mishlach Manas, you give to, only, you're only obligated to give one person. Matanas Levyenim is plural, you need to give at least two poor people. You need to give them sufficient amount to be able to buy themselves something to eat. You do not have to give them, I mean, it would be nice if you could give every person the amount of money that it takes for a whole meal, but I don't know if that's really what needs, what's necessary. You can also go to organizations that raise money or feed poor people. They give out, they have Tem Cheshabbos, Cheves and Cheshabbos Yom Tiv. That's not an advertisement for either of the groups, and I didn't give it an or, in a specific order of significance of one which is more important than the other. You can come in, just stop talking. Um, but one needs to give tzedakah to people, to a poor person. It's very difficult to find an evyain. <laughs> of course, that went around already. Also, on the wonderful world of WhatsApp, the person interviewing evyainim, are you an evyain? How do you categorize yourself as an evyain? Sorry, what makes you an Evian? Do you have this and this amount of money? Is that me? Um, obviously, it's a mockery of the person, how one has needs to approach this. Generally, the people that are standing on the streets and the corners asking for alms for the poor. I don't know. I can't, I'm not giving anybody a uh, letter of, of uh, recommendation or or condemnation, God forbid. I'm not condemning anybody, I'm not recommending anybody. Use your own discrepancy, who you think is a poor person, if you maybe know the person is a poor person, then you should give that person, and you should be Yetzir with Matanas Um You need to do it early in the morning, probably, because if you do it, sorry, later in the afternoon, it's very likely the person is no, <laughs> no longer a poor person. <laughs> If he was successful enough, he does longer a person, and therefore uh, he might not be Yetzir. <coughs> Understand the concept of poor person. Mishi Yeshleman Yetzir Messiah, anyone who has 100 wants 200. And although there's gui- there are guidelines when it comes to the mitzvah of Demai, of Peya, where the person has to have less than 200 Zuz, um, this declares no purpose. If he has more than that, he cannot collect the payer. I don't know if today's contemporary rabbis can put a cap on what the person has to have in his bank account in order to be considered everything. Uh, we don't know. We don't know anyone's financial situations. A person could be living in a home, the home got really be in foreclosure. Um, a person could be driving a nice car and somebody else might have sponsored his car etc uh, etc et therefore it's that you give the tzedakah and you're giving it saying that I'm anticipating that this person is a poor person is a worthy, worthy recipient of this money 
Chas v'shalom, you should never have to be a recipient of such monies, because it is demeaning to be an evyan, to be a poor person. But, it depends on how you look at it. If you look at it with the fact of, I say, I've said this a million times, um, we say, um, I don't want to give it through it. I don't want to get re- receive gifts. I don't want to see, receive loans. I want to come receive directly from your hand, God, from your open hand. And the question becomes, every person somewhere along the line in his life needs a loan, needs a gift um, to rely on somebody to help them out with something. And nobody ever gets a check directly from God. So that being the case, that being the case, how does one say, no, I don't want loans, I don't want gifts, I only want from God's hand. Um, and a very interesting pshat in that is, the Hashem says, all the money and all the silver and the gold and the silver in the world belongs to me. And therefore, what I do is I distribute it in a way that I want to distribute it. I give Ruvain a lot, a lot of money. He's a billionaire. However, Ruvain, please understand that when Shimon, who's not a rich man, comes to you for a loan or for a gift, it's mine. Keep it moving. Because God says, I could just take it all away from you in one shot. You never know you never know what hit you. So therefore, when a person comes, the poor person comes to the rich man and he asks him for the donation, for the loan, for the gift. The rich man could make him feel like he's getting a loan or a gift. Oh, you should not a hair. Here's a hundred dollars. Here's a thousand. Here's ten thousand dollars. I can't believe you can't do this on your own. You don't have enough money in your own. Well, the rich man can say, Rebid, of course. What is it that you need? Oh, don't tell me for what. Don't worry about it, Tatala. Don't worry about it, my loving friend. My heart is open to you. Just tell me what you need, I will give you. And the song and dance and performance is not necessary and the rich man gives it. This man that's received the recipient saying to himself, such honor, such covet, I don't have to disclose anything, I don't have to expose anything. It, it's such a beautiful feeling. This is what we say in Birch HaZamazim. I don't want to feel it's coming from the person. My dear Father in Heaven, I want that this should be, I should feel that it's coming from you, that this person realizes that it's your money, it's your gold, it's your silver that he's giving me, and he's giving it to me only as a messenger from you, and therefore I'm receiving it as a worthy recipient from you, God Almighty. Not God forbid. The mitzvah of hearing Megillah on Purim, we need to hear the Megillah Wednesday evening, Wednesday night, and we need to hear the Megillah on Thursday. Wednesday night, one should not break their fast before hearing the Megillah. One should wait to hear the Megillah before breaking their fast, and therefore, my is usually about 6.15, 6.20, as early as possible, and therefore, thereafter, is reading the Megillah, and you can begin feasting. Eat, drink, and be merry. The mitzvah of Adlayada is not 24 hours. The mitzvah of Adlayada, Lech'ere, could be an hour in the day where a person would say Lechayim, or more than the normal Lechayim that they usually have in their capacity, and then close their eyes for a half hour, close their eyes for 10 minutes even. Lie down on a couch, lie down in bed, lie down on your hand and fall asleep, and at those moments you are Adlayada, you reach Adlayada. You do not need to be in the constant state of Adlayada. You do not need to be drunk like a skunk. You do not need to be rolling and rollicking in your vomit. That is not Adlayada. Simchas Purim is the joy of Purim, being happy on Purim, taking a little bit extra than we usually would take, so that we are in joy and we are in happy, happiness. 
um, you don't have to be lit. I'm going to go into Purim before I go into the Parsha because things are moving along here. Um, so again, the reading of the Megillah needs to be heard on Wednesday night and Thursday day. Thursday day, uh, we make three brachas on Wednesday night and we make three brachas on Thursday day. The bracha of Amikra Megillah, Shasnisim and Shehechiyonu. We've made the Shehechiyonu the night before. How do we make a Shehechiyonu again? Nary 10 hours, 12 hours later. And the answer is, when we have, when we say the Shehechiyonu by day, usually the Balkaira or somebody will call out that when you hear the bracha Shechianu now, have in mind the mitzvahs of Purim, Shnachmanis, Batanas of Yenim, and Sudas Purim. And you're making a Shechianu on those mitzvahs which you're doing once a year. Um, we give stuck every day. But the concept of Matanas of Yenim is only on Purim. And therefore, the Megillah is read by day as well. Yes, one needs to hear every word of the Megillah. One may not talk in between. If you miss a word, you miss a few words, whatever it might be, you miss a sentence, you lose the place, or you focus, a phone rings, which you shouldn't, and you all of a sudden decide you answer your phone in the middle of the shul of Megillah, <coughs> you would need to hear the Megillah again. The story of the Megillah, as we know, the story of Megillah's Esther, of Esther Amalka, of the wicked Achashverish, and even more wicked Haman. Uh, I retract that. I'm not sure. According to many different Mephashim, some say Achashverish is worse than Haman. Um, but generally, the children are taught that Achashverish was a king, a wicked king at that, but Haman was a Rasha. He was the wicked and the worst of them all. Haman, of course, planned his uh, attack on the Jews um, after taking, after deriving to the conclusion that the month of Adar is a month that they can be attacked, and that is because his either his power in itself, reading the stars, or his other his own people that read the stars, they saw that the month of Adar Meshavina passes away, and because Meshavina passed away in this month. He felt that this was a good enough, sufficient uh, strength, stronghold, or weakness, actually, of the Jews, and thereby he wanted to make his decree in other. But he did not realize that on that very same day that Mesha passes, Mesha was born. And therefore, the simcha of Mesha being born is even far greater than the fact that he had passed. And by a tzaddik, a tzaddik never leaves the world regardless, and therefore... The tzaddik is always within each and every person, each and every Jew. Is that he has the spashtusa, the Meshav, says the Zayhar. So the birth of Meshav began on Zayin Adar, and therefore the birth of the nation begins there as well. And we have Tedas Meshav, which keeps us alive and keeps us going, and that is ultimately how we conquer Haman. Take two little pointers in the Megillah. Chapter 3, verse 8. Haman says to the king Achashveresh, There's one nation. There's, we have a nation. They are spread out, they are separated amongst the nations. In the entire region that you are the ruler of. There's a sefer called Manes HaLevi. Manes HaLevi was written by the Makubal of Shlema Al-Kavitz. For those who... The name Shlema Al-Kavitz rings a bell. He's the one that composed the Lechadaydi liturgy, which we also proudly sing in our shuls on Friday night. And he writes... The reason why we established Mishnah Manis and Matanas Levyen in the midst we just discussed before, the Matanas, the sending of the, oh, I'm sorry, I did not describe Mishnah Manis. Mishnah um, Manis needs to be two foods, preferably foods that can be eaten by the Su'uda. Um, 
Some just give two foods that can be eaten any time during the day. And you eat with that as well. As long as they are two different brachas. Excuse me, each food that we ingest needs a bracha made on it. And therefore, if it's a piece of cake or a cookie or something like that, it would be a bayramin and If it's a challah bread or a roll or whatever it is that's made with water and baked, water and flour and baked, then it's then it's hamaytzi. Hamaytzi and mezaynis, I don't know if they cut it, because they both come from the same thing, wheat. Um, usually the one would give um, a challah bread with, with something that one could eat. Cold cuts? I don't know. Depends what people call edible. Then you have, uh, or some people would give chocolate and a cookie, which are two different brachas, mezaynis and shahakal. So this is the mitzvah of Mishleach Manes, that we need to give this men to men and women to women. A man may not give a woman that's not his marriage, not his wife, and a woman may not give it to a man that's not her husband. Or any other man. Why, says Rebshem Alkovitz, did they establish because it's a hint to imply that the Jewish nation is united with love and with peace. The exact opposite of the claim of wicked Haman that we are mefezer or mefeded, we are dispersed. Now, honestly speaking, we are going to base a mitzvah of Purim on the frivolous conversation between Haman and Achashverosh. That, according to one opinion, Achashverosh was an idiot, and Haman was a wicked one. And this we're going to base a mitzvah? Chazal tell us that when the, in, in the entire Megillah we don't see Hashem's name mentioned at all, God's name mentioned. Chazal tell us Achashverish is a hint to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Achar Reish. Shaveh. Before and after are equal. Those are the words. Those are the words that make up the word, the name Achashverish. Haman is Midas Hadin, attributes of judgment. The Midas Hadin comes before the Almighty, and Midas Hadin says, "You're across the street." And the Midas Hadin is bringing us the task and saying to the God Almighty, Yeshnoi Am Echad. There's this one nation, Shibnei Yisrael, which the Yisrael is called Am Echad Baretz. In Prophets, the book Shmuel, but the Shmuel, the Shmuel Aleph and Shmuel Beis, Shmuel Beis, Perik Zayim, Pasich of Gimel, chapter 7, verse 23, it is brought down how they are called Am Echad Baretz. But they are in a situation where they are Mephazer or Mephazer. They are dispersed, they are not united, they are not together. And therefore, the Midas Adin is calling us to task. We need to counter this task. How do we counter this task? The Chacham, therefore, Mesakin to bring Mishleach Manes and to give Matanas Avyenim. This unites B'nai Yisrael one to another. According to Yisrael, we find this also understood from what the Rambam dictates in Hilchus Megillah, Perik Beis Halach Yudzayin, it's better to give more matanas levyenim than to have more food by the Suda or Mishrachmanas to your friends. Why? Because the midst of matanas levyenim, we are 
showing, we are proving steadfastly the unite the, the unison of Kaka of Bnei Yisrael, of the Holy Jews, more than what we do with Mishlech Manis. Now, obviously, if you make it to the Spurim, and you invite all the Evyanim, you got a two-way, you're doing two things here. So you're, you're, you got a win-win situation. Sorry, the poor people are getting theirs, and you're also give, feeding them and giving them a ton of Evyanim. However, the mitzvah Mishnah is not only to bring together men and men and women and women. There's something extra to this. Which is each and every Jew needs to see to it that another Jew has what they need for Purim. For the Sudha's Purim. And that's why we said before, it should be food that's going to be edible for the Sudha. And two different foods, as we said. Mitzvah Matana doesn't work that way. To give to the poor, it doesn't only apply, of course, to the day of Purim. Because your Yates, as we said before, to give something right before, after Shkia, the night before, by Wednesday night, to give some poor man money, you would be already Yates with, with this Mitzvah as well. So it's not exclusively for Purim. Whereas Mishalech Manis is. Another thing, another plus, for the Mitzvah Matanas Avyenim, the Chachamah was talking to give Matanas Avyenim to two, dwarf, two different poor people. Shalech Manis, they did not establish that. So Shalech Manis only to one. And by giving two poor people, we stress the concept of achtus, of, uni- of unity, even deeper. It is brought down in the Sefer HaKedish that there are and the person can be Mekai in the Mitzvah or learn Torah with Mitzvah Nefesh Mamish. But still in all, it doesn't mean that he's serving God truthfully. Maybe he's doing it because he likes it. Maybe he's doing it because he's a natural um, bookworm, a geek. If now he proves that he overcomes all tests and he serves God also in every other facet, then he's called what's called Eved Hashem Be'emes, someone who's a true servant of God. If you keep in score on the Yomar Aved Hesari, Yud Ches Amid Aleph, 18 side 1. And we find Shebechanini Ben Tradyan used to gather together entire congregations to learn Teda. And he learned with Mesidus Nefesh Be'el Mamish. Still in all, It doesn't prove. Sorry. When he asked Rabbi Yosef Ben Kisma, where where I stand in the world to come, you know, it says he didn't answer right away that he has a chelik, that he has a portion in the world to come. He asked him, nothing. You don't do anything. Nothing comes to your hands. When he heard this, that he takes the money of Purim and changes it to tzedakah and distributes it, distributes it to the poor, yeah. Um. So when he told him that he distributes all this out to the poor people, he says to Mechelki, your chelik will be mine. And it's brought down, the explanation to this whole Gemara is, 
the fact that he learned Torah and Mesir's Nefesh, this was no proof that he's a servant, the true servant of God. Because maybe he's doing it because he likes to learn. Maybe he's just a morbid person, looks like he became a bookworm. He gets pleasure, he derives pleasure from intellectual engagement. When he gives out the tzedakah, this is a beautiful attribute. And with this, Rabbi Yaisi understood Rabbi Hanina was he was a servant of God in every which way, not only his nature, but his whole existence. This is also the unity of Matanas Nevi'enim. If a person devotes themselves to bring the Evian and Avis Yisrael, the person that is unfortunately poverty-stricken in the Jewish nation, not necessarily financially, but he could still say to him not to do this, not to do this, only to just want to unite with God or to unite with every Jew but one should compare themselves to the soul of the poor man and therefore he will be able to impart to him the message that he needs to hear and therefore the Chacham commanded to give Matanis to two of Yenim Dafka because if a person unites with two different people and the two different people we know are Ainda and Shavas, they don't have the same opinions. You can't say that he came together with this person because that's what his soul was, and this is how he connects with him. He spoke to two different people. Therefore, he's proving that he's uniting with the Jewish nation. All the Israel, Bagudachas, Ba'ava, Ba'achva. And therefore we get to two different people rather than only one. When one gives of themselves, selflessly, unconditionally, one, unlike HaKadosh Baruch Hu, unlike our Creator, who the Ebishti gives and gives, and endlessly can give, the human being only has X amount they can give of themselves. Financially, emotionally, mentally. When someone connects themselves to somebody, like a father to a child, with unconditional love, unconditional connection, and sees to it that they help the person in every 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 step of the feet of the way. This is the form of Matanas Levyanim that we were asked to give to counter Rahman al what Haman depicted the Jews as. Haman, Midas Adin, is declaring the Jewish nation, Chas Vesholom Khalida a nation that is divided, a nation that is not one with the other and perfect sync, and therefore lacks in spirituality, and therefore is open to being hurt. Tells us the Tera. No, we are not in that situation. We are ready to be giving selflessly, unconditionally, with great love and connection to the other, so that that person can get whatever they need, as much as they need, whenever they need it. Let us turn a little bit to the Pasha. We know this week's Pasha has a very, very ironic situation here. It's called Kisisa, which means to count 
we're talking about counting the Jews, but Kisisa is Reish means also to raise up. Why did my camera freeze? I don't know. Uh oh. How do I unfreeze this? No. Camera froze. It's not recording. No. Something went wrong with the camera. Just trying to get the camera back on. Okay, I ran into a problem with the a technical problem with our camera. I have no idea how to restart this, to bring it back to life. Oh, it's a turn off that matter. Okay. I'm afraid the rest of the shear will have to be only on audio. When a person. So the question we ask is Kisisa also means to raise up. Kisisa is Reish B'nai Yisrael, raise up the heads of the Jewish nation. So the question becomes very obvious. This is Parsha. It talks about the biggest downfall of the Jewish nation, the most painful, the most excruciating moments. Where the Jews, after literally just receiving the Torah, went out and built themselves the golden calf. A horrible moment in Jewish history. And yet this Pasha, discussing just this, This parish is called Kisiso, when they were raised up. This is ultimately what Tshuva is all about. One can repent. And Hashem accepts forgiveness for repentance. And so too, should each and every person accept forgiveness from their repentance. If a person repents, his tshuva should be accepted. No matter what the sin be, if the person is true and honest, and not only that, does not, God forbid, repeat the sin, over a year, over 10 years, over 20 years, whatever it might be, we may accept the fact that this person is doing and has done and will always continue doing tshuva for what they did. And therefore, Hashem tells us we need to forgive them. Although the Chet Egel, the sin of the golden calf, is something that Hashem continues to bring up and we continue to do tshuva for it. But we still continue to do tshuva and Hashem continues to ask for the tshuva. But that is the attribute of, that is the attribute of Hashem. The attribute of the human being is to be forgiving and understanding. The parsha, therefore, tells us kisisa esreish. After hitting rock bottom, kisisa when you will raise up. Although they hit the epitome of Tumah by making the eagle, 
the eagle hazov, the golden calf, still in all, they work on, strive to repent completely. The Aliyah that talks about the story of the golden calf is given to the Levi. Obviously the parasha starts off Kisisa, therefore it's not going to start off with the actual sin of the golden calf. This second Aliyah though is the golden calf, the story of the golden calf. The reason being because the people of Shevet Levi did not participate in this grave sin. Touch on one or two things of the Pasha. Umashakta Bayas Ailmaid says in the end of the Pasha that they were Meshach, they, they they anointed. Rashi says all the times that it says something was anointed, it was done in the way of a chaf yivanis, a Greek chaf. Now, Rashi doesn't usually do this. He doesn't go down this road. He talks about Pshutisha Mikra. He doesn't give a din. And this this is a din here. He's explaining how it's done. First of all, the Mainaf Kimina. Why do we care how it went? And where does that come into the explanation of the simple Pasuk? And it doesn't even say the Tsura the shape of which the king was anointed. We can perhaps explain this according to the Barvanel, who says that the reason that Aaron was anointed with a Chaf Yavanis, because the fact that they were he's becoming a Koyen, and Chaf is the beginning, the first letter of the word Koyen. Therefore, we can now perhaps say we can now perhaps say Rashi means to say the Chof Yivanis comes to hint the Chathila the first letter of the word Koyen and therefore it's a chaf. But the Rashi does not do that. He doesn't only take a hint to the name Koyin alone, but also to the word Kuhuna. And this is therefore he writes, Kol is Kimin All the different anointments were always done like Yechavivanas. Why? Because they were all done through Shem and Hamishcha. And their reason, their cause, was to make to bring sanctification in whatever it anointed, and it should be worthy of serving for the kahuna. And therefore, not only Aaron and his children were made with done with the chafivanas, which tells us about kahuna, but the entire oil made, and the old kalim were also the letter of kahuna, because kahuna is service. And through this anointing, they become fit to do service in the temple. So therefore, now we understand where Rashi comes, with Shem and HaMishcha, with Shem and Mishcha's Kedish, as a Kedusha of the person, of the thing that is anointed, in the direction of the way it's done. Therefore, the proof is in the explanation itself, that when it comes to the malachim, the kings, it was done differently. Milachim. It was not done in a chafivanis like a, but rather kimin nezer.
there we see that the concept of the Meshicha causes a connection with the one that does it, and therefore the kings were anointed, they were not bound to the Kahuna, in this vein, as we say, we still need to understand Chaf seriously, a Greek letter, that's what we're using to anoint, to bring to such a level of sanctification. Why don't we take a letter from the Hebrew alphabet? Why the Chaf the Greek one? We're going to explain this not according to the simple explanation, but Pneumius Hatera. In the Sifri Chassidus is brought down that the true deep meaning of the Chazal, that the Yevonim, what Timu Kalashmanim, keeping score at home, the same famous Sugya in Shabbos, Chafala Famid Beis, 21 side 2. What did they do? They made all the oils of the Hechel. Of the sanctuary, impure. Why Shemin? Why the oil? Because Shemin goes on Chokhmah. As we see, the Ghazal tell us, if you keep me score at home, the Gemara Menachis, Peheya Medbez, 85 side 2. And it's brought down, Mitech Shiregilin, Beshemin Zayis, Chokhmah Mitsuyim Behen. Why were Jews so smart? Because they ate a lot of foods with Shemin Zayis. And therefore, Chachma was brought into them. If that's the case, that's why they wanted the Shemanim Shebeichel, the oils. This is the Ramazan Kedusha. And the Yevanim, the Greeks, were the only ones in Chachma's Tumah. They had, they had an impure concept of Chachma. And that's what they were looking to do. And they were looking to counter the Chachma of Kedusha. They wanted to take the Chachma of Teda and turn it into an entity of impurity. And by this we therefore nullify this Tumah of the Chachmas Yavan and we come to the concept of Pach Shemin, a small little jar which was found with the seal of the Kohen Gadol. Pach Shemin refers to Shemin Mishchas Kedesh. Shemana Mishcha, which is called Kedish. And the Lashon Kedish Umuvdal. And this therefore shows us a very, very high level. Higher than Chachma. And this is so great that they come and they purify and they elevate all the sparks of Klipa, Tumah, Adrava. When we put, we apply the oil, the Shem and Mishchas Kedesh, we nullify all the impurities. And this is the hint to what, Mashiach, what the, the Mishicha of oil, the Mishcha had to be a Chaf Yavanis, hinting that the Shem and Mishcha caused a nullification of the Greek Empire, of the Greeks' goal, of the Greeks' attack. So much so that not Klippas Yavan is against the Kedusha, but the opposite. Everything that has to do with the language of Yavanas or Greek turns everything over. Until we can bring the Meshicha of Kedusha Sadavar and, and Nimshach and bring ultimately again the anointment of our Kahanim in the Holy Temple, in Yerushalayim. Again, if you drink, do not drive. You don't need to drink enough to be in a comatose situation. Just enough to fall asleep is fine. And Yetzirah Simchas Purim, don't forget, you need to hear the Megillah twice, by night and by day, 
and by there you need to give the mitzvah, give pshach manas matanas levyenim, and you need to have a sudas purim, and yet will lead us out of Golas and we will have purim together with the sudas levyasan sharabar in Yerushalayim irakodesh feilach purim and Shabbat shalom to all.